Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending upon what part of the day you're listening, thank you for tuning in to Newsmax Daily from Monday, March 6, 2023. It is the 65th day of the year, 14 more days till spring, and six days until daylight saving time resumes. Much anticipated events of the month of March. Today is hashtag National Oreo Cookie Day. Celebrating one of the most magnificent creations ever. As far as I'm concerned, it arrived way back in 1912 as the Oreo Biscuit by the then Nabisco Biscuit Company in New York City. It's also National Frozen Food Day and Dentist Day, so a shout out to you if you're a dentist and you've likely gotten plenty of business thanks to the Oreo cookie. Freedom-loving Americans in the music industry mourning the passing of Leonard Skinner founding member Gary Rossington, who passed away Sunday at 71. Guitarists survived the 1977 plane crash that killed three band members, including lead singer Ronnie Van Zant. He was also half of the phenomenal Rossington Collins band with bandmate Alan Collins before they reunited with Johnny Van Zant and the new Leonard Skinner in the late 80s, and they have been kicking ass ever since. I saw them perform less than a year ago, Memorial Day weekend at a NASCAR race in Charlotte at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That was outside, obviously but they blew the roof off the place. In fact, you could probably see some pics and even videos on my Twitter, which you should be following me already for news and information, at Radio underscore Marino. All right, the big political news over the weekend was no doubt President Trump's speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference. And instead of spending hundreds of billions of dollars to defend the borders of distant foreign countries, Under my leadership, we will defend our borders first. Three years ago, we had the safest border in the history of our country, and I will quickly do that again. As you know, I built hundreds of miles of wall and completed that task as promised. And then I began to add even more in areas that seem to be allowing a lot of people to come in. So we're going to do another 200 miles of wall. And it could have been done and completed in three weeks, but the Biden administration said they weren't going to do it. And in fact, the wall was sitting there waiting to be installed, the easiest part. And Biden, they took it away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use it. Texas and Arizona said, could we use that wall, we'll finish it right up. And they said no, and they actually took it away and they hid it. They put it in a hiding area, which of course was revealed pretty quickly. All you have to do is send a couple of helicopters up. But they wouldn't let them use it. Under my leadership, we will seal it up and expand that wall till we have total control. 
But we did a great job in the wall, remember, with Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Yeah, we'll give it to you next year. I said, nope, nope, give it to me this year. Well, sir, if you approve this budget, we'll give it to you next year. I said, all right, that's okay. So I waited, then they didn't give it, you know? And yet Mitch McConnell approves five and a half trillion dollars for Green New Deal garbage. It's a disgrace. Delivering the keynote speech Saturday to chants of USA, USA, Trump hit President Biden on the border, immigration, and crime. I will send in federal assets, including the National Guard, until law and order is restored. You know, we're not supposed to do that. And one thing I think about a lot is when we had some difficulty in certain cities like Minneapolis and If you take a look at Portland, how's Portland doing? They don't even have storefronts anymore. Everything's two by fours because they get burned down every week. They don't put new storefronts up. It's chaos. But when we had in Seattle, remember they took over a large portion. I was ready to send in the National Guard. They heard that more than the National Guard. I was ready to go to town and they heard that. And you know what they did? They said, uh, we're going to break it up now. They left. But we saved Minneapolis. The thing is, we're not supposed to do that because it's up to the governor, the Democrat governor. They never want any help. They don't mind. It's almost like they don't mind to have their cities and states destroyed. There's something wrong with these people. All of us have seen too many videos of 13-year-old carjackers and 14-year-old hoodlums viciously beating their victims. I saw it just yesterday, a horrible situation. They kill people without retribution because they may be days short of the age required to put them away, put them in jail and throw away the keys for a long time. My administration will crack down on these out of control monsters. He said we are in a battle for our lives against both Democrats and establishment Republicans. We had a Republican party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Carl Rove, and Jeb Bush. Low energy Jeb. Man, did he go off the radar or what? And the elephant in the room for the entire CPAC was the current Florida governor, the guy who wasn't in the room, Ron DeSantis. You can hear and read more about what Donald Trump said at Newsmax.com. Meanwhile, two Republican lawmakers are proposing a solution for fighting Mexican cartels, driving the crime and drugs across the southern border. More from Sunday's edition of Wake Up America Weekend. Yeah, we've got Congressman Dan Crenshaw and Michael Waltz. They both proposed a joint resolution that would give the president authority to use the U.S. military against cartels in order to protect our country. Noble concept. Here to discuss, senior fellow for the America First Policy Institute and Newsmatch contributor, Fred Flights. Okay, Fred, let's get right into this. It seems like a pretty decent idea. I mean, it's a, it's a known resource that we have. The MS-13, the cartels, all these guys, they're bringing drugs across our border. And all anybody who opposes this, I guess my question would be, do you think they would oppose it if MS-13 kicked in their door? Uh, it's good to be here. Well, Carl, you know there are a lot of issues here. Now, President Trump proposed doing this. Uh, there's the Posse Comitas restriction on the deployment of American troops inside the United States. Trump talked about getting around that uh, by saying that this is an invasion and we need American troops to defend the border. And I think that was a, a, a good uh, explanation. I don't know if it would have passed uh, muster within this with the Supreme Court, but it showed that Trump was serious about this. Also, Trump talked about attacking drug labs in Mexico. 
I think the threat of doing that got the Mexican government to get their 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 gear in order and stop illegal uh, migrations against the border. This sounds like a great idea. The problem is Biden's not going to do it. He doesn't care about the southern border. He wants the border open. That's why he and the vice president have never visited there. So while it's a great idea, there may be some legal issues. I don't think there's a way to force Biden to do this. You kind of just brought this up that something like this would force Mexico to actually take action. Do you think that we would need the full cooperation of the country? Would they feel not as happy about doing something like this? If American troops were deployed on our side of the border, uh, I think it may it would deter migrants from trying to cross. Uh, but there are really pretty significant legal issues here that's I don't think Biden has has the interest or the backbone to face. I mean, if it was a serious effort, if American troops were really uh, patrolling the border and we would need a lot of them, it, it, it might address the issue. That's former National Security Council Chief of Staff Fred Flights on Wake Up America Weekend Edition, 7 a.m. Eastern, both Saturday and Sundays. On the same show, New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney discussed the growing problems at the northern border. I spent all day Friday with uh, the border agents from what's called the Buffalo sector and the Swanton sector, which is my, my district sprawls across uh, almost all of the lake, the shoreline of Lake Ontario from north of Clayton, New York, all the way to Lockport. So uh, it's, it's a huge border district. And we've been hearing from our border agents. And so they asked us to visit. And uh, I spent almost a day with them listening to what they, what's going on, how the cartels have outsmarted Joe Biden. And how our governor, Kathy Hochul, is nothing more than an accomplice for Joe Biden's bad policies and really giving the cartels an open book to come to our border and to walk people across. And we're seeing a surge, as you as you cited, over 846 percent surge since last year of illegal crossings. And this includes a lot of different types of drugs, exotic drugs like ecstasy, fentanyl, uh, other illicit drugs, human trafficking, human smuggling. Uh, this is happening and it's it's continuing to go on because no one's paying attention. Right. And by the way, many of our border agents have been diverted to deal with the crisis at the southern border, which is at record levels. Again, that's New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, a member of the House Ways and Means Committee. I said it back on Friday's podcast or maybe Thursday, and I know you may be struggling with inflation. We all are. But the border, the borders, the drugs the crime, the amount of money and resources that it's using up. That is the biggest problem in America. One thing they are doing in Washington is moving forward on the investigation into China and COVID-19. This after the Senate voted unanimously to pass a bill that calls for the Biden administration to declassify intelligence documents about the origin of the virus. Former HUD secretary and COVID task force member Dr. Ben Carson spoke about it with America right now on Saturday. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, when, when you were in the Trump administration, there was widespread belief uh, internally that the virus came out of the lab. But that was panned by Dr. Fauci, public health officials, uh, and, and certainly the media and social media. Why this resistance, uh, Mr. Secretary, to an honest assessment of the facts at this point? Well, it's kind of difficult to understand any rationale for why they're so resistant to allowing the truth to come out that the Chinese were responsible. 
sometimes it makes you wonder if if somebody owes something to the Chinese or if the Chinese have something on someone. Uh, but, you know, the fact of the matter is there's been so much subterfuge around the whole COVID issue. Uh, this is only just one small aspect of it. But there have been many of us who have been talking from the beginning about what this really is and how it should be managed. You know, you remember in the beginning, there was a great amount of emphasis on getting rid of anything else other than the vaccine. Mm. Uh, th they were just villainized, the hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, ceratavir, all these things. It's just terrible stuff. You can't do it. And yet we now know that those things could have saved many, many lives, people yeah. who died unnecessarily. And then the way that doctors and scientists were silenced who didn't agree, the ones who said that uh, the, the theory of where it originated was anything other than what the government said were misinformation uh, providers and yeah. should be shut down. And big media, the FBI, all these people colluded in doing this. Why were they doing that? That mm. is a huge question, and I yeah. hope Congress will investigate it. Mr. Secretary, to that point, there are members of Congress who are saying that the, the volume of information and data surrounding the origins of COVID um, are, are classified. They are still classified. Uh, why do you believe they are still classified? And do you think that the public has a right to know uh, what these agencies have been looking at so that they can they have the can have the information as well? Well, there are so many families uh, who lost, uh, you know, family members uh, during this COVID uh, episode. And of course, they have a right to know. We, the American people, have a right to know because there could be implications in the future for other pandemics. And why would you leave us in the dark? Yeah. I can't think of any good reason to do that. Dr. Ben Carson on America right now with Tom Basili, part of Newsmax TV's great weekend lineup. That's Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. The other story you're hearing a lot about today is another Norfolk Southern train derailment in Ohio. This one happening Saturday in Springfield, about 200 miles west of East Palestine, where only a month ago a toxic disaster derailment happened on February 3rd. The company says there were no toxic liquids or materials being transported. There were some empty cars that had just transported toxic materials. Craig Barner, Norfolk Southern's general manager of operations at Sunday's news conference. We had a train um, coming from Bellevue, Ohio, going to uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, again, we did have a derailment involving 28 cars of the 212 that were on the train. Okay, so first of all, the train was leaving from Ohio, so it didn't even get out of Ohio yet. The first thing is to have a law limiting how long a freight train can actually be, especially for one that would be carrying toxic materials. And a quick Google search tells me that a 100-car freight train is approximately 6,120 feet long. So a 212-car train is well over 13,000 feet. Do you know how long a mile is? 5,280 feet. So the train is more than two miles long. Norfolk Southern's CEO scheduled to appear before a Senate panel this Thursday. And let me be clear, all right? 
Understand, I'm all for free enterprise and less government regulation. But this is the third derailment in Ohio, just in Ohio, this year. And today's March the 6th. All right, quick reminder, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems and platforms like Roku, Pluto, Amazon, and others. If you have AT&T or another service that doesn't provide Newsmax, call them and demand Newsmax TV. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino, and be sure to check out the other Newsmax podcasts as well. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.